The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. With us today on Top of the Stretch, driver Aaron Merriman. He's on his way to Miami Valley to drive in today's racing program. But we're going to talk about his action this past Saturday. Aaron, welcome to Top of the Stretch. Nice to be here. Thank you, Roger. When you go into a day's racing program, do you have some idea of what kind of a day you're going to have? Um, no, I'm I'm awfully hopeful um, every day. That's for sure. But um, no, I'm I'm not like much of a, I've said this before a, a program studier. Uh, you know, I, I kind of go a lot on feel. Um, you know, racing at the same tracks every day. You know, you kind of get the, you know, drivers and, and horses, you know, you, you already know them. Unless, it's, of course, if it's a stake race or um, your horses or something like that, you'll you'll want a little bit more feedback. But um, other than that, like, I'm kind of a, you know, by feel guy. Now, you, this past Saturday, you were in Northfield and you left your residence that morning and drove to Miami Valley. You had 10 races uh, scheduled at Miami Valley. Uh, before making the return to Northfield. You started right off at Miami Valley with back-to-back wins in races one and two. Uh, do you remember those two races? Yeah, I do, because um, I don't know if anybody knows me that well, but most people do by now, being that I've been driving for like 21 years. Um, I'm never early. So I'm the first race, you know, I'm casually walking in, and I don't have a bike down there. So everybody's lining up except for my horse because the bike wasn't there, you know. But um they just said this horse is really good on the front, <laughs> put him on a lead, and I ended up being in the two-hole. Um, and uh, when, I, when I moved the horse to the outside, he just, you know, he exploded and, and went pretty, pretty easy, um, actually. Uh, the, the horse, I think his name is Wild Bill. Um, and the second, I believe I had Irish Princess. Um, uh, very, right. very nice filly. Yep, very, very Buckeye nice filly. Uh, you know, yeah, Wild yeah, Bill, the by the way, guy. was a uh, – yeah, Wild Bill, by the way, was trained by Chris Hanscliffe, and that mile was in 150 and four. Then was the Buckeye Stallion Series with the uh, Irish Princess for Chris Beaver. And when you're driving a Beaver horse, uh, you expect him to be ready for that action, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I always kind of like joke around with some people. You know, you know, Chris has got a lot of guys there that that you know they actually drive at the fairs and things like that. So they kind of you know they they want to be drivers as well. So when these horses are trained, they're rigged, you know, they're rigged to race. Um, you know what I mean? You know, he's not afraid to train speed. Um, I don't really expect, uh, there's, there's no um, surprises usually with a Chris Beaver horse. And uh, we've had a long relationship and um, it's, it's been very, uh, you know, fruitious for both of us. I don't know if more Mikey you remember it, but your third drive of the day was, uh, in a one or two races later, uh, in that one, I believe uh, you were also a winner, so that made you three for three for the day. And lo and behold, before you knew it, you were four for four because you won two more in a row. Yes. Yeah, I mean, when you start like that, you know, it's almost like, you know, playing basketball. You know, you're kind of a street shooter or something along that lines. You know, you're kind of feeling good. Um, but a lot of things have to go in place, you know, uh, with that. Um, one horse I raced for, one was Chris Beavers, was a fanciful intervention, I think. Uh, she didn't race that well uh, the start before at Northfield um, after coming off a very nice win. 
I didn't know what to expect. She was a different horse her last start. Um, but, like, once again, you know, um, the communication with the, you know, driver and trainer really makes a big difference because sometimes they're different training than they are in a race. Um, he made some changes, you know, and did some work, and um, the mare was just as good as she was a couple starts back. So that was really, really um, – it, it was a great surprise for me. You know, she'd be a nice horse at Burks, um, and she'd really, really come on late. That was in 157-3, and three, and, of course, that was another Buckeye Stallion Series event. Your fourth straight win came in the open pace with Yacht Week. Yeah, he. I, I raced the horse uh, the week before. I believe he was in the open, too. Um, you know, uh, Larry Finn, you know, nice guy, funny guy. You know, he told me the week before, this horse has got a big shot to win if you just get him up close and, you know, don't put him on the front. He's, you know, two or three hole. will be really, really good. So, week before, it worked out perfect. I got out of there, got a two-hole trip, got to pull out of the stretch. You know, like, you can't draw it up any better. Um, so, I was kind of going to attempt to do the same thing, you know, the other day. And um, the horse just left out of the gate really, really hard. The seven and eight didn't leave. Um, I ended up being on the front, and um, I used, a, you know, a big third quarter, you know, just because in my theory, you know, he says, oh, he might not be as brave on the front. And uh, I was like, okay, let's get him brave, get, keep him away from the other horses, you know, um, things like that. And the horse really raced phenomenal. I was uh, very, very happy. Um, it was kind of unexpected. And uh, like I said, that's when, you know, kind of know you, oh, man, I'm feeling it. I was feeling very good. You know you're on a roll now with uh, four drives and four wins, uh, but you didn't win uh, your next uh, drive. I think you did mention uh, get a third-place finish in the next uh, four drives, but then you really capped off the day uh, by winning uh, your fifth race of the day. That came in the 12th, another Buckeye Stallion Series win for Palomine Hanover and Terry Hall. Yeah, Terry Hall, uh, you know, Tony Hall's brother. Um, if people don't know, and Tony and I are uh, been very, very close for a long time. You know, we lived together at one time, actually. I don't know if you knew that or not, Roger, but um, Tony and I are very, very close, and uh, it, it was kind of nice. You know, Tony's out there, and, you know, and Terry's a, is a great guy. You know, I know the family, and, um, you know, we raced at Philly last week in the Scarlet and Grace. She was eligible, and we had the nine hole, and that was the first time I drove her, and he's, you know, Terry's like, oh, I'm sorry, and we're putting you down, and I was like, oh, you know, don't want to be sorry, you know, because anything can happen. Um, I really, she paced a good mile. I said, hey, you know, she's would have paced right with him if she, you know, had the inside. You know, I'm not saying she's going to win the race, but, you know, having, it was class relief, definitely. Um, being a styling series, she raced phenomenal because I actually had to back her out of the hole, you know, with no passing lane there at Miami Valley, um, you know, into the stretch. I, we were already into the stretch a little ways and then come three wide. And, uh, like, I mean, she really responded well. I was very, very happy and, and actually surprised that, uh, you know, a young horse like that could do that. So for the day at Miami Valley, uh, 10 drives, five wins, and a third. That UDRS for the afternoon's work was 533. And uh, that final race went to the post, I think it was like 437. Uh, What was your feelings after an afternoon like that on making the trip back to Northfield? You got 219 miles to drive. Uh, What were your feelings during that drive home? stay there <laughs> just stay overnight i mean in a way um you know i i missed a couple of drives at northfield just because i gotta gotta go on the way that you know the track usually goes in post time but being derby day big crowd um you know they really you know they capitalized on you know all that and, and they they run the races off a little bit slower so that's something that happens so you know on my way back i'm kind of like just deciphering which race i'm probably going to get to northfield by 
Um, and I, and I, so I, you know, of course, text AB and Cody and say, hey, what these post times going to be like with the Derby, et cetera. So I ended up making it, I think, for the seventh race, uh, which, which was nice. You know, like um, it was probably going to be sooner than I was going to be able to make it on a normal basis uh, because of the Derby. But um, I was just thinking, like, okay, let's just get there in one piece. That seventh race had a post time of, or at least they went to the post at 8.52. And the same thing happened at Northfield that happened down at uh, Miami Valley. You win your very first two drives. Yeah, you, that's what it was like saying. Like, uh, Kurt Sugg was you know, at Miami Valley in there, and he's like, he's like, oh, man, you're on a roll today. You know, um, two horses, you know, both went from behind closing. Um, I mean, I can drive from behind everybody, but like, <laughs> I just prefer to be up close. So it was a little bit unorthodox, but, um, you know, you know, both horses, you know, really responded, you know, I don't know if it was like, you know, I, I think the horses kind of, they always sent your attitude. I think they're just like any other animal, a dog. They know you're sad. They know you're happy. I try to be as upbeat as possible when I'm behind a horse. You know, my dad's preached that to me. Um, he thinks, you know, that your energy will go to it, but I'm, I'm sure they kind of sense like, Hey, this guy's, you know, he's, you know, he's feeling pretty good. He had a good day today. Maybe a little unexpected. I thought I could win a couple, but not five. So, you know, I just well, kind of rolled right into it. At first was with always the shining star for Joe Putnam, 156-2. and two, And the other one was with Madeline's Cray Cray for Mervyn Smucker, 155-4. and four. And it was certainly a big win for Joe Putnam after that heart attack uh, the week before. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, I've driven for Joe for years, you know, and I actually met him when I was first starting to drive, you know, in, um, in, at Raceway Park, um, you know, a little bit of Michigan and stuff like that. I believe that's where he's originally from. Um, you know, I know his, you know, his son who's doing a phenomenal job, uh, Joey, you know, he's got a bright future ahead of him. Um, you know, and Joe, you know, crazy hard worker, you know, that's, that's why you got to embrace every day, you know, and, and just feel blessed that we're here. Um, but it was kind of cool, you know, I mean, like, you know, the kids that was always here, Zach Hires, you know, had the horses down and they were, you know, I kind of got to talk to him about, the, you know, the week and how Joe was doing and things. And, uh, you know, to be able to win that one, and I think another one for him is, uh, you know, it felt good and he, he's got to feel that his, you know, his barn's in good hands and, it, you know, he can relax a little bit. That other win occurred in the 12th race with H.B. Xanadu, 155-3. and three. So uh, you got two for Putnam already at uh, Northfield. Then, uh, kind of the same scenario, you went out with a bang in the final two at Northfield, winning them both. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the trainer's name is Tobias Troyer. Um, I, I'm familiar with him a little. You know, he's actually stable at Northfield, just has a small, you know, small barn. Um, always kind of, I think he has some project horses, but – I'll tell you what, this guy's, uh, he turns them around. Um, you know, these horses come and, you, you know what I mean? Like, I, there's a, I think the owner's from Georgia, and um, he's been sending some horses to this Tobias, and I think it sounds like to me he's a very, very good blacksmith. And I'll tell you, like, everything I've driven for him, they've been live, they've been rigged, um, and they've all been ready to go. So, and he classifies them, which I think that's the, the, the main thing you got to do in this world. you got to classify these horses in this business. So, um, it, you know, to finish out like that was very nice, and, you know, I raced them both aggressively, and, it, you know, I paid off that time. Sapphire Love Chip in 156-2 and two, and Cheeky Cherry in 156-1. and one. And the final race post time, uh, right about normal time at Northfield, 11.59 p.m. Made for a long day yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, it's a long day. You know, the racing never gets to me. You know, you, know, you get asked, how do you do it? How do you do it? The racing – never get tired of the racing even to this day 
Um, you have to have a bad day. Yeah, you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, and which is going to happen. Like, I had a bad, like, couple weeks, like, a couple weeks ago. And you're kind of like, I always just joke around, like, me, Tony, Ronnie. It's like, oh, I just, you know, you lost it. You lost it, you know, just out of the blue. But it, it goes that way. These horses go in spells. You know, the runs go in spells. And, um, you know, that's why you, it really makes you appreciate the good days you have. You'll appreciate the Saturday, you know. Um, like, yesterday, I, I think I only had four or five drives at Miami, but I went down there for um, the affiliate Osma. Going down there, it's like if I'm fourth, I'm overachieving. She ended up being third, um, you know, with a great group of Phillies. I mean, the, these are Grand Circuit Phillies. And the, the Ohio breeding is really, really taken off um, that, that she raced against. Um, I would have no question that, you know, some of these Phillies could go against the best in the country. So, you know, you just got to embrace, you know, the, the great days and, and be happy that you have the opportunity to have them. And then when you have a bad day, you just got to say, hey, turn the page. So if uh, Saturdays uh... – Numbers were 18 drives, 10 wins, two-thirds for the entire day, a UDRS of 593. And I think that gave you something like 235 wins for the year. And uh, uh, looks like you're going to have to pick up the tempo if you're going to get to that 1,000-win mark. Yeah, like, you know, I'm not much of a stat watcher, which, you know, I've said this before. Um, I kind of go, like, as I'm going and how I feel and stuff like that. And I, I tell you, like, I haven't felt like I've been lighting the world on fire. Like, it looks like I'm doing okay. Everything's, like, okay. But, like, it's not typical me. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, different reasons why, I'm sure. Um, you know, like, you know, a big trainer of mine, that he, you know, he's kind of moved out east and wasn't racing him any horses. And, you know, when you get to – <laughs> driving all his horses and then then there's none you know what i mean like people okay well he always drives billy's so he's not going to be here to drive mine you know you kind of got to you know reestablish yourself and, and almost reset so that's what i'm doing right now and i've been kind of doing it the last couple of months and uh it, it'll be fine like you know i'm i'm happy with how everything's going and, and i can only expect it to get better well, you got 12,928 career wins as you zero in on 13,000. And your earnings, uh, you're just uh, $56,000 shy of $88 million in your racing career for horses that you've driven. So you've got some milestones uh, approaching. And you don't have to worry about the milestones. I'll keep track of them for you, Ara. Yes, I, and, I, and I love you for it, you know. Uh, Billy Davis Jr., he, he's been driving at Northfield a little bit, and um, I believe he was Canadian's leading driver um, at one time, you know, in Dash. And, and you know, nice nice driver. I, I love having, you know, racing with good drivers. It just makes all of our jobs easier. Um, but he went his 3,000th race last night, which congratulations to him. But, you know, he, I was telling him last night, I said, man, I miss this Roger. I said, you know, when you're getting close, you know, you, you know, he gets he comes up, you know, and you're, and you're not afraid to just tackle that, you know, that milestone. Instead of, you know, like creeping up on it and then you get, you know, you hit that little slump, you know, before a lot of times people say. And, uh, you know, like I said, I miss you, Roger, for sure. Well, Aaron, we missed uh, seeing you on a day-to-day basis as well. So keep up the good driving. Good luck this afternoon at the Miami Valley and stay safe, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association.